Hi, it's Emmanuel Judice here and welcome back to the podcast Leading Your Change Initiative. Uh, today's episode, uh, number 28, um, I want to talk about ownership of business buying. Uh, my pro, my professional experience has been in business change and uh, my background is in organizational psychology. And over the last seven years, I've supported business change projects across a variety of industries from first moving consumer goods, online and offline marketing, publishing, staffing and recruitment, hauling gas, among others. So um, there is a, there's a lot of different templates and tools, templates and um and tactics and methodologies that can be utilized to manage change successfully. But um, what I really want to kind of re um, reiterate and uh, link back to is what is the purpose of, what, what does a successful change project look like? What, what needs to happen for us to declare that, you know, this project has actually worked versus it hasn't? So in my experience, having both interviewed, worked alongside, coached and trained a professional in the project management, delivery management, um, um, program management in, in the change space, is that primarily the sponsors, business change sponsors, want three things. They want to ensure that they develop a, the, the technology they've invested on and the change that they've invested on is, is fit for purpose. There's always been a strategic vision. There's always been clarity about the vision. But in order to achieve that vision, certain things need to happen. These are concrete steps. This is business outcomes. This is business performance outcomes. So you need your, your dashboard, uh, your collaboration tool, um, your financial reporting system to do specific things. You might want the, the process to do to be more effective or to be more efficient. Things Do things faster. You might want to be able to have... Uh, employees scattered across a wider uh, geographical area, different regions worldwide, to collaborate um, in a way that's more effective, to share knowledge, to leverage synergies. So um, there is there is a concrete ways to actually measure whether a system, a technology is actually bringing and delivering any value. Now, one of the key purposes, one of the key objectives of a leader in a change space, and I work with both new and established leaders, is to ensure that once the technology is rolled out, it is fit for purpose. It does what it is meant to do. The objective number two is uh, you want to ensure also that the um, the initiative, the project, delivers against those uh, objectives within uh, a reasonable time frame. So basically, it is delivered on time. But also within a budget time frame, budget um, constraints, right? Within, a, within specific budgets, there's a lot of research that actually brought about. Um, they actually measure why change projects fail. One of the key indicators is cost overruns, right? And I've seen projects being delayed by months and years as well. So, and objective number three, you've got to be able to have your business on board. And your business on board actually, uh, it's kind of a vague statement, but what it comes down to effectively is to make sure that your uh, your business stakeholders, the people in your business that are um, to engage, that utilize, to actually, these are the people that through their behavior, they will um, they will demonstrate whether your initiative is successful or not. For example, if you if you have a new system, um, a new uh, financial reporting system, then your finance professionals need to be able to use it, do it effectively, do it proficiently, and then as a result of that, being able to make better decisions or process or create 
like make better suggestions for decision making right so these are the the ultimate benefit these can create benefits now um so the today's episode and today's podcast is that although i, I really want to kind of share that i'm really well knowledgeable around this fear of you know these are change management really looks at ensuring that you have your business on board there's minimal disruption to the business and and that is done um, consistently across the project so and there are tools and templates as i mentioned a couple of times during this this introduction but what i really want to zoom in on with this particular episode is the idea that um, there are some intangible aspects of change that actually uh, made uh, the biggest difference in my direct experience on those projects that were successfully uh, hitting the three targets that were just listed versus those that weren't very successful. And and, and I'm going to talk about specifically business buying, which is the, three or jo- the third objective that I mentioned, and, and uh, ownership. Ownership. Now, it is very clear. There is a lot of uh, this. Uh, one of the my, my favorite um, ways of um, working with change projects and change project teams is to really lay out a very strong race. Um, um, race is basically a tool that defines responsibility, accountabilities for each of the project. Who needs to do what and what stages? Who is accountable? Who is responsible for what? Right. And these are fundamental tools, and I think within the technology space, when you go about implementing the system, when you go about creating the technology, um, you have a lot of different experts and professionals that need to commit to a specific project outcome, to a specific project deliverable, right? So, um, and this is absolutely crystal clear. Uh, when you come, things be- become a bit more uh, challenging and a bit more difficult when you start actually looking at the, uh, the how do you measure business behind? What does it mean, right? What project teams and organizations tend to do is they tend to rely on um, change manager, communication managers, change and engagement managers that are either hired um, externally uh, on a permanent basis or they might be consultants, for example. They might be uh, IT communication resources, they were, they're already with the business. They're pulled in from a different project or different department. Now, and, and these people are kind of appointed to be those um, professionals responsible for the change plan, for the communication plan. And oftentimes, the, uh, the, this professional left isolated. They, they basically asked to provide, a, to create a, a comms and engagement strategy and to look at sending, you know, a, a one-off, um, look at sending, for example, bulletins and emails um, and newsletters and sometimes, you know, draft posters and, you know, work with creatives and translators and, and designers in order to make, make this, you know, create a, kind of a, a bit of a brand around the your change about your project about your vision what it is about and some visual that represents it effectively um, in my experience this works uh, only to a certain extent and oftentimes it doesn't work and the reason why um, I'm saying that is because I really want to call out a, an, an additional component of any successful change project and as I said before, I'm bringing, I'm bringing out, I'm sharing with you some of some examples of what worked, uh, what most successful projects were doing, as opposed to the ones that, you know, 
considered communication engagement by in a very mechanistic approach, which is basically sending an email out or having, you know, specific events. I believe that ownership of any change initiative, and this is also related to my direct observation of what works in business change project. So you you gain your, your project team, your deliver team, your executive team gain business buying not solely through the you know formal comms challenge your organization have um, might have, but also through ongoing conversations that your project team, your deliver team, the people on the ground, your subject matter expert are able to articulate the value change initiatives through their conversations on a daily basis. And every single one of these professionals have to be aligned in, um, in, in terms of what the benefits are to the business. I'll give you a specific example. If uh, you, going back to the global financial reporting system, it basically consolidates all data globally rather than having spreadsheet-based localizing different and different industry, different regions, different countries. You'll have a centralized system that actually shoots such reports to all key stakeholders and also give people the, the online um, capability of accessing this dashboard with, with the right level of detail. So you'll have journal entries, you have cost comparisons, variances. They all call out, they all um, explain very clearly through a graphical dashboard that tells you what it is that it is to do. Now, this is the final acumen. This is at the end of the project, the program. But throughout project implementation, you find that different people will be benefiting from this project, from this from this project, but also the, the, the deliverables. We're talking about uh, a marketing department, for example. We're talking about a sales department, a finance department, a product management department. Now, each of these individuals will benefit in different ways. A sales, a sales department, a product management, a sales department, for example, will be able to find out what product categories and specific products are more, are more profitable in specific markets. The finance organizations will be less interested in that. They will actually look at, you know, what are accurate, what's the accuracy of the data that are available to them for us to make centralized finance decisions. And uh, you have a procurement department that would be interested in looking at what are the costs of certain products that you look at, you know, defining what different uh, suppliers, what's, what, what are the most cost effective or the highest value added uh, service providers you will have on a, on a regional basis, on a global basis. Now, what I'm doing here is I'm sharing an example of a real life project that I've supported in the past. What you actually, uh, um, what successful project teams look like is they have defined at a high level and they're able to articulate through every single interaction, not just through these, you know, um, comes and engagement plans that they are important, they have to be in place, but the uh, both the senior level but uh, as well as the delivery level, each of the project professionals need to be able to articulate the value of, um, from a business perspective, what the tool needs to do of the project or initiative to their stakeholders. And that has to happen on an ongoing basis, on a daily basis. Every single meeting um, uh, in, in successful projects actually started off by looking at, we are developing a system that is going to do X, Y, and Z for you. And the X, Y, and Z, these are the what's in it for me. This is the, the exact value for the audiences that was included in that specific meeting. Now, being able to, uh, so I do a lot of training um, of, um, and I support like on a, on a coaching basis. Um, we really look at what it is that really help the technology team. I personally help the technology team to really think uh, from a business perspective and to really um, uh, move away from the 
uh, I think it is important. It's also a, a huge challenge for a lot of the development teams, the technology, software development, technology teams to think in terms of the business, right? Because we have, uh, we all have some sort of uh, professional background. We, we we make decisions. We tend to um, um, create meanings and interpret the world based on what we've we we have serving what we are specialized in, right? But when we comes when it comes down to having business buying, there is a very strong case for uh, training your your technology teams to explain yes the what is the functionality, what's happening in the in the background, uh, what at a code level what needs to happen. But most business audiences are not really interested in that. They're actually interested in seeing a prototype, a model of what the final result is going to look like. So um, if you notice, what I'm trying to do is really shift the attention and the accountability from a just having a change person, but to the entirety of a project team. And that includes both your business resources, your change managers, your project managers, your program managers, as well, and as, well as the technical resources. And everyone through these workshops have to be aligned on what are the key, what is the key value of my change project to, to the business? What is, how do I need to start every conversation with a specific business audience? Let's say we're talking about, we're talking to a tax department. What, are the, what is the intrinsic value? What is the, um, what are the visible, the concrete value that this dashboard would provide to them specifically? And you will have a top two or top three and very clearly, very simply stated and very simply clarified. Um, and then we had everyone, this is a collaborative effort. Um, and you will actually want to do that for each of the keys they call the groups that you need to have on board. Right, so um, you do that for procurement, HR, finance, payroll, whichever are the business units, the business functions, the business areas are impacted by your change. Now, what this will do is actually uh, paying off dramatically in the long term, because as we stated before, every change project, any change initiatives, we really want to um, ensure there is effective utilization of the change. Right? Utilization of a of a technology, of a process, of a change, of an outcome, of a product um, is strictly related to the ability to have a return on your investment. There are also other metrics like, such as efficiency, how the technology gets utilized, right? But there is a very strong correlation, and ProSci talks about it, um, and in the AdCar model is based upon. Now, it, it, the, one of the, the rationale for change management is described by ProSci is actually looking at, there is a very, uh, there is a strong correlation with a return on investment, pay by period, right? Doing, uh, effectively having your business on board, manage your change effectively, has a direct impact on, you know, concrete, rational, uh, financial metrics and performance metrics. So this is not um, kind of all, up in the air, if you will. But in my experience, I'm kind of zooming into onto the, you know, attaining business buying, ensuring your business on board. There has to be a lot more work into, um, first of all, moving accountability to getting business buying to the entirety of your project, the change team, one. Secondly, use a holistic approach whereby you utilize both offline and online change and communication channels. You're looking at uh, podcasts, you're looking at um, uh, email shutouts and town halls and one-to-one meetings and um, structured interviews. It's a different way. So you, you want to use an integrated way of having your business on board. 
but also you want to inform and train up your change team, your business analysts, your project managers, your IT consultant, your HR managers, your SMEs, to be able to articulate clearly the what's in it for me. This kind of, this is this exercise oftentimes is very useful to have um, and just to you know know uh, by a single person, which is your change person, your change professional, your change practitioner. But in my experience, it isn't sufficient because uh, just having knowledge, having acquired knowledge, it isn't sufficient unless it leads to action. And action is actually your ability to consistently communicate a clear message of what your value is of the of the project, your initiative. Do that on a consistent basis, on a daily basis. It can't be just an email shootout. It can't be a you know a strategic plan that one that one person does once or once a month. It has to be a consistent effort. I believe once you do it and you look at it those in those ways, you start living, you start noticing that your uh, senior stakeholders across the business get excited about what the project would do in concrete terms. Yes, they have defined at a senior level there are there's a very strong business rationale that's connected to financial metrics as well as performance metrics, right? We're talking about a cost benefits, we're talking about efficiency benefits or control benefits, commercial benefits. But also these benefits, this these targets get realized through successful and clear there are clear objectives, visible benefits that these systems, these projects, these projects will do operationally to your business. And this is the responsibility of, of your, uh, not just your, your senior uh, sponsorship team, but also your, your change team to do the selling, do the promotion, highlighting those benefits on a consistent basis.